Hello and welcome to the year we started a podcast. It's a podcast born Phoenix-like from the ashes of last year's podcast. I am your co-host, Jeff. And I am your co other co-host, Nick, who doesn't use that. What? That was a weird <laughs> emphasis on the I am... Oh, thanks, buddy. I appreciate You're all welcome. the support. I, and, uh, I, I try to start off positive. You know what I mean? Just criticize. Nick, we are we are starting off good and strong and positive energy. and supportive and etc. I uh, am <laughs> introducing our podcast where a couple friends have a content apart that would like to come together and talk about some of the things that are fun and interesting to us. Um, Nick, I have many times in the, the history of this podcast, I've shared fun stories from the history of my childhood and upbringing and etc. And today That's I would true. like to add another one into the archives, get it officially added into the canon of our podcast. Let me into the world. This one is from my mom. My extended family was all up northeast of us about an hour or so. And one of the times that we were driving up to Emporia to see my, uh, my grandparents and it was the time to get off the turnpike. It was blocked off by traffic cones because there was getting ready to be construction or something going on. And she panicked and literally split the difference between taking the exit and getting off of the turnpike and ran over every single traffic cone. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> and, <laughs> and immediately, like, and so she started to take the, the exit out and we got pulled over. By a police officer, and he uh, came up to the to the uh, the window and said, "Ma'am, I just finished setting all those up." (laughs) 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 That's really good. There was there was no like ticket. There was no like reason other than like. like, I just need you to know. I need you. I just need you to know that. I just I, set all these cones up, and you just took them all out. <laughs> I just don't understand. <laughs> oh man, being uh, a police officer has a lot of challenges these days. But I still feel like, even in today's times, if you if you spent the time as our uh, public servant setting up a bunch of traffic cones to prepare for some upcoming. Oh my god. Uh, uh, construction or whatever it is i feel like that would like just the thought of somebody setting up all these traffic cones <laughs> as soon as you're done having I, just plow over I, every I, single I, last one of them i feel like this is like straight out of like a sitcom or like a freaking family guy skit of like a, a tra- uh, cop having to do like some really long thing and just like all right i'm uh, oh man <laughs> <laughs> it literally good. was like it's so good it's like one of my favorite things so i may be bad at directions but uh, at least till this point in my life i have not ran over an entire exit's worth of <laughs> traffic cones good job Roddy. panicking because i didn't know what exit i would take after that point anyways so that is my my old uh story from uh, you know jeff's story past you. I gotta tell you. So um, I've been in the I've been in the car with my parents growing up when uh, my mother got uh, two tickets, and both of them were from her doing something akin to that, like the the last second, like oh I'm taking this exit and I'm like going way outside of the exit lane and stuff, and she's gotten caught on it twice. I feel like I am just like 
anytime that decision comes into my head where it's like, oh shoot, I should be making this turn. It's the last second. Is it okay for me to go? <laughs> I'm just sitting there like there's a secret cop waiting to pull me over. To, to, to get, there's, there, I don't care if I'm the only person on the freeway. I don't care. There's a secret oh, cop man. waiting to get me. So I just will not do it. Will many, not do how it. How many traffic tic- tickets have you gotten, Nick? Uh, three. All speeding. Three. All speeding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Shame on you. Uh, how, well, how I, recently? It, how recently? Um, so I think the last one was, uh, like 2012. Like, oh, dang. it's been a long time. Yeah. The, the, one so of them you were, is, you got a speeding ticket when you were 13? Yeah. It's, well, Jeff, <laughs> I'm still 12, actually. I'm, I'm about to, uh, hopefully I'm turning I'm 12 or 13 I'm this sorry. year. Uh, you know, <laughs> no, uh, dude, I will say though, I'm pretty sure two of them are like total bogus and I shouldn't have paid them and I should have contested them. But you know, that is just the, that's what everybody in the world says, I think. Yeah. But like, I, I am. Sticking to my guns. I'm pissed about it. So <laughs> Okay. Well, Nick has strong feelings about his tickets. I yeah. haven't gotten a ticket also. Like, it's probably been, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine years. Yeah. I am at this point in my life. Uh, so, honestly, you know what? I have lots of podcasts to listen to. What am I trying to hurry about? You know? like <laughs> Fair. And fair. no reason. I, I can apologize for being late. No reason. Think- like. I think California may just let you get away with it a lot. Like they just may let you get. Uh, I think it's like within ten miles an hour over. Just, just there's nobody who's getting pulled over for going anything more than like ten plus, or you have to be going like at least fifteen over. I think. Yeah. All right, Nick, you have a story, and I do or a, a topic here. I do want to get to, but yeah. I'm I'm over here looking at something, and I just I need to talk about it. So let me in your world. <sighs> okay. I have, <laughs> I have strong feelings about printers. Uh, before I dive into my feelings about printers and just, I, I, I want, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to shape your opinion. I want to uh-huh. know what your thoughts on printers are before uh, we dive pr- into printers this. Printers are BS. They are a total example of planned obsolescence and cheap manufacturing and, uh, like. They're, they're, they are absolute BS. It's a pain in the ass that they all suck. I don't understand how we can have this technology around for 40 years and everybody in the world has printers that jam for no reason, that give you issues with ink for no reason. Um, and that is totally incorporated into the design. I hate it and I hate them and I don't want to ever use a printer again. Uh, yeah, that's okay. my feelings. So we've talked about planned obsolescence before on this yep. podcast. Honestly, I think it was like four weeks ago or something like that. Yeah, not, not long ago. And I'm now going to back away from my microphone for just a moment so I can give this the proper level of emphasis that I think it deserves. What the frick is wrong with inkjet printers? Like, how can this still be a thing in 2021? Like, what the frick? Oh, my God. I can, how can it? Like, Nick, it is... Okay, here's the problem. Like, Nick, okay, we have... We have the okay. I get it. Like they want to make money off of ink. That's fine. Yes. Sure, capitalism. Blah blah blah. Congratulations, you found a way to make a lot of money. But here's the problem, Nick. They it's very are innovative. Able, uh, I shut up. I need to talk. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. They sell printers at a loss because they can make money off of ink. That's great. Correct. If the ink was good, it's garbage. You have to print something like every four seconds in order for it to not dry out. Like you pay sixty or eighty or one hundred and twenty dollars for a printer, only to pay sixty dollars for ink that like and will last you in reality because we live in twenty twenty one where you don't need paper. It will last you, freaking six 
weeks, maybe, before it's dried out. And then you try to print yes. something in eight weeks from then because it's, again, 2021. What are you printing off? <laughs> and so you print it off because your kid wants to have some copy of a, like, freaking connect the dots of a transformer. But you can't print it off because it's all dried out. You paid $60 for the eight pages that you printed. What the frick? Why is it even allowed? Capitalism, you failed us. Well, you have to understand, it's very, very innovative, right? They innovated on the market, but they, they were like, okay, so we could make money by selling you an expensive but good product. Or if we sell you a terrible product that's cheaper up front, then you'll come back for more ink, even though it's such a pain in the dick. Cheaper up front for the first, like, one ink thing you have to buy. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I I, I have woken up every child in my household. I am very sorry, my wife. I don't care. I care. I care. But, like, oh, my God. I'm completely with you. Also, I know that it's, like, a freaking meme to to complain about this, but the the whole, like, oh, I'm out of red ink, so I can't print a black and white thing. That is 100% incorporated. You cannot tell me, you cannot tell me that there's, that there's, you know, HP just doesn't have the resources of the technology to figure it out and figure out how to print it without the freaking red ink. Like, go away. You're a jerk. There, so anyways, it's, it's, it's uh, I, as you might notice from my inflection in my voice as I describe the problem, mm-hmm. uh, I have strong dislike uh, for inkjet printers. And so I have bought a laser printer and... I hope it doesn't piss me off as bad as it, all it, the it years of printers. It, it but, probably but, won't, but it's but it's such a ripoff. You just so you so you bought like a three hundred dollars. I don't know how much. Yeah, laser nope, printers basically, are, but, yeah, like two fifty three hundred. You pay like three hundred dollars for a printer, just so you don't have a huge hassle. But like, you paid three hundred dollars so you can print something once a freaking year. What a dumb, what a dumb investment. What but, a dumb piece of crap. If like, I never <laughs> have to worry about freaking dried out. Mm, man, there's nothing more frustrating than knowing what? that you paid sixty dollars for a freaking Jeff, ink cartridge. It's like market. as much as ink as my pen that I could just break in half and pour into it. Jeff, oh what an innovative gosh. market. They don't t- sell you three hundred dollars in value of like making your life better. They sell you three hundred dollars in making you not pissed off at the sixty dollar product. That's the pro- that's insane. <laughs> it's insane, Jeff. Three laser printers are supposed to be for offices where you like print out a bunch of flyers. Well, they're or now some for crap. my home office so that I can print my son's freaking connect the dot without oh, having to worry I- about whether or not I've printed something in the last six months exactly. because if not you're just wasted sixty dollars might as well just have tossed that in the bonfire uh-huh uh oh i gosh. i told my wife like so so i told my wife that when this this printer dies i i don't care how much it is i am going to a fedex or a kinko's like for everything i will ever need to print out for the rest of my life i don't care how annoying like luckily i'm in california for the moment and yeah. that means that like things are relatively close but i don't care if i have to drive i am not doing this dance again i will not do it it just is the worst. It's the worst. Well, if you ever move to Kansas, you can just print it off on my laser jet printer because, like, <laughs> and you'll I, print it out at, at insane speeds, which matters because I, <laughs> yeah. it is. It's just crazy <laughs> that they like advertise speed as a thing that I could give a flying flip about. All I want is to be able to print it off. Like, <laughs> like it could take half an hour for all I care. I just want it to be reliably sh- available to print the things without having to a, buy a new toner every 12 pages. There should be a spec sheet and the spec sheet, like the specs that I want to see are not like pages per minute or like pages per uh, thing of ink. I just want to see migraines per print. Okay. <laughs> and the lower the migraines per print, the better the product. <laughs> that is what I care about. 
But why are printers so freaking dumb? It really, like, honestly, it's so messed up. That, uh, but, but, because, I, because genuinely, like, it's not an important thing to our day-to-day. I know that, like, this is not what you're looking for. Yeah. It's not an important thing to our day-to-day, except if you live in an office where you need to do, like, bulk printing or whatever, right? So they can't sell you on an expensive ass printer like if you it, like unless they unless the one the, the competition for it is terrible which is the case <laughs> or two like no that's basically it is like if you want like a home printer they don't have any reason to make it better because like you and i don't actually care if someone told me like oh this one does like the cleanest prettiest colors i'd be like okay i need to like print out like <laughs> I need a form to print <laughs> sometime yeah like like once a year i gotta print out something that i don't know i'm giving oh, to a doctor man. or something i don't know and like for most people it just doesn't matter right so which i know is like but it's so dumb it, it becomes like a huge hassle for all of us yeah uh, i i I, I man that that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that yeah. yell that yell felt good that felt I, good i gotta that, tell you it sounded good it sounded like you were getting a lot out there man i, <laughs> I feel like chest. based on the wavelengths i should have backed up a little bit more but like i it's whatever <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry how much i peaked the audio but uh <laughs> i feel like i peaked it about the extent that a person should for having to spend 300 dollars to fix a problem so that you didn't have to worry about it anymore like i feel like that's fair you know what yeah. I'm sorry, eardrums, but like that needed to happen. I feel better. Feel feel good. We can move on to the rest of the podcast. I'm mostly sorry for you having to edit it. So, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> Anyways, Nick, moving on. I would like to hear whatever this word is. I don't know what it okay. is. So before I say the word and explain it, do you have any sounds that drive you absolutely wild? The sound of my inkjet printer not being able to print. <laughs> <laughs> I need um, fair. Okay, um, let me think. I don't know. Do I? Is there like a commonly uh, thing that I, like I should just that I should no, have no, answered sorry. that with? Um, I mean, like, so, so for most people, it's it's uh, something that's a very repetitive sound that is like average everyday thing, like um, the sound of someone clicking a pen or chewing uh, are the big ones. My so my big things of noises I don't like or sounds I don't like are any like the okay. So number one, chief among them is somebody scraping a fork on a plate. Yeah. Zero out of ten on that. Uh, yeah, I can't stand that. And then anything like I, I think I've said on the show before, but like teeth stuff, I don't do good. So like anybody, like if nope. I saw somebody scraping something on their teeth, like I just blah, nope, not yeah, that either. Not, so not fun. Yeah, honestly, it very much feels the same either way, like teeth stuff or scraping a plate, a glass plate or a porcelain plate, like, whoo, not not feeling it. Uh, but those are those are my things. I don't like those things at all. Totally. So I, I would hazard a guess that you do not fit in this demographic. So there is a condition called misophonia, uh, and misophonia is a condition where you have extreme or adverse reactions to certain sounds. And so this is when people say like, oh, that sound drives me crazy or whatever. They may be talking about misophonia. Um, it's it's like very vague and hard. It's not a thing that is incredibly well studied, but I read a couple articles about it the, this week and uh, mostly because of my dear wife who really, really loves the sound of me chewing anything. She loves it very, very much. <laughs> um, and by loves it very much, I mean sometimes... I have to learn to like <clears throat> chew very slowly and quietly and deliberately. So, so don't superimpose that on this part of the podcast like I did the rain <laughs> stuff the other no, last week. The rain stuff, very cool. 
fit the, the vibe. Maybe not chewing the vibe things? we're going for. <laughs> not that so we, much. <laughs> the, the chewing sound vibe is probably not the vibe we're going fair for. Enough, fair enough. But so um, the reason I think this is interesting is that it's not just a case of someone being like irritable. It is literally a part of your brain causing a fight or flight reaction. It is causing like a panic reaction and it can have like a very big range of, of, um, of, um, what's the word I'm looking for of effects or, mm-hmm. uh, this, the response can be, have a very big range from just like mild annoyance to, uh, outright fear and panic and desire to hurt someone to make it stop. Is, is like that, a thing. um, is that what I feel when I hear you clicking your mouse when we're uh, no that when I'm that's doing just, edit? <laughs> that has more to do with me being an awful listener and awful podcast host that helps you by like not listening to you for thirty one whole episodes. Um, can you hear this? I hope you can hear this. Um, I, hey Nick, I I, 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 I can I can. <laughs> oh good good good. Um, but no, so uh, what what I think is it's a very interesting like topic but it's not a very well researched topic however this this month there was a little uh uh a study done uh that made some ba- breakthroughs with it and the reason that uh and, and for for your sake um i had this with markers to like make this a little more personal i had this with markers really i cannot stand the sound of mark like this the sound of markers drives me absolutely like markers on a, on, like, on a whiteboard or no just or not really on a whiteboard on paper on paper yeah, like I, I, I love that hurts, sound though. It's so good. It hurts me. It gives me anxiety oh, and headaches, man. and it makes me want to leave rooms. I've never owned markers or never used markers on anything. I used to get like made fun of and crap for like act, overreacting and stuff, and I probably was. I was probably a dramatic kid and whatever else. But like, it absolutely makes me. It's like the the most anxious feeling that a single thing and uh, that an experience can make me is just just markers. Um, and it's not anything else. So I'm sure I'm not like a severe case or anything, but something like six to 20% of people have this condition, have very extreme reactions to just everyday sounds. Uh, th- this paper that I read, which I thought was, or not paper that I read, the paper that was published, the article that I read about it, uh, Dr. Kumar also revealed that the team's research suggested misophonia could also have visual triggers, have found a similar pattern of communication between the visual and motor regions. Uh, is there any visual thing that makes you go crazy? I, I didn't have any of this offhand, and I, Jen didn't have any of these offhand when I asked um, her. No, not really. No, totally, totally. I mean, it, it sounds like you're probably not in that 6 to 20 or whatever. Um, but, um, so it was. it's an interesting little uh, article because... Uh, it's kind of the first time that this has been given some serious research. There, There is literally like support groups and stuff, and there's doctors who will help you cope with it. But we now have a little bit more understanding of why, uh, of why this happens. And it's basically that there is a, uh, there are two parts of the brain that are linked uh, more strongly for people who have misophonia, which is the auditory cortex and uh, a motor, uh, the motor areas related to the mouth, throat, and face. And, uh, so the auditory co- cortex is responsible for, for processing sound. The motor cortex is involved in controlling movements. And uh, one of the things they said uh, was, for misophonia sufferers, there's good news. Dr. Kumar says there's also a way for people to deal with the condition by themselves, revealing, quote, some people with misophonia can lessen their symptoms by mimic the action, mimicking the action, generating the trigger sound, which might indicate or restoring a sense of control. And it's basically your body body being upset that, that like this, this sound is happening, but it's like out of your motor controls and it's not co- occurring for the right reason. And it's it, to me, which is kind of like a very weird thing to cause a fight or flight response, but okay. 
And yeah, I don't know. There's there's not too much more to it. Um, I just was like wondering if you if you had this or if uh, I'm just the weird freak in this situation. Maybe, uh, but I do want to know. So there is a so I have um, some nicer headphones that I've I wanted to like look at uh, from Reddit what they listen to to try to like gauge how good the headphones are. And mm-hmm. this was a particular one that got. Uh, that is a popular one that gets tossed around on the old Reddit. So I'm curious though, because it does definitely feel like it might qualify as a thing. If you're willing, Nick, I would be curious to hear uh, your thoughts on, does this like make you cringe? Uh, Like the, like you don't have to listen to it very long. Do you know? Hold on. I I just like you only like 10 seconds or 15 seconds. And that's all you have to go. Okay. Here I'm starting it now. Oh God! Yes. Ah. <laughs> ah. Ah. Jeffrey. So that that sort of thing. Yeah. No especially good. the first two or three seconds. Like it, it got a little bit better after that. It doesn't sound as much like marker after the first couple. But like the first one, like I literally got chills, Jeff. That was oh, rude. Man. That's so weird. It, so that, I know that that legit bothers you. That's so crazy. Yeah. And and I don't have any of the other ones. Like I, so I don't know if this is like ex- explicitly me or what. But um, but Jen, I I think definitely has it. She gets she goes nuts from any re- like super repetitive sound. Um, keyboard clicking is another one for people like this. Um, <clears throat> clicking a mouse while a podcast is recording. I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about, Jeff? Like I don't <laughs> understand. Anyway, but like legitimately at this point, 31 episodes in, definitely kind of <laughs> starting to do that to me. <laughs> but no, like, it's so weird. Oh, I don't have man. I don't have any adverse reaction to most any sound. Like even the like the nails on chalkboard. Like of course that's bad. It's like a high pitched screech yeah. thing. But like I'm not. I don't think I'm any worse than anyone else. But but markers. I it just it drives me off the wall. That's so weird because I find it like so calming. That's so weird. That's very well, interesting. I've heard that too. That it's calming, and I'm like, "There's something wrong with you people." Oh, <laughs> oh, weirdos. Probably so. Uh, so Nick, okay. So first off, I want to talk about rivers and uh, and how that impacts shipping and all kinds of things. It is a thing that's on my list, and I I feel bad, but I do need a back burner that at least another week because. I had a thing happen that is so interesting, a little bit un, unsuspectedly so, about autotomy. Do you know what autotomy is? Wait, wait, wait. autotomy? No, I do not. Uh, do you do you want to take a, do you want to take a guess? Uh, I mean, like it sounds like autonomy. It right? does sound like autonomy. It does. Like, and like I was so surprised to see that this is the word for the thing that I was describing. So here's the deal. Autonomy is when an organism is able to shed one of its limbs, most commonly a tail, in self-defense. Okay. So you've you've heard that this is a thing. Yeah, like yeah. Like lizards with, and like, whatever, with, yeah, salamanders yeah, and whatever. whatever else. Yep. So they can do that. So we were doing a bunch of yard work and got a lot of things cleaned up and uh, finished mowing the lawn and everything. And there was a salamander – uh, salamanders again are pretty common in our neck of the woods and <clears throat> we were like i said we were getting everything cleaned up i was cleaning the garage and i was closing the garage door and apparently when i was doing that one of the salamanders that live in our little area was trying to sneak into our garage and i'm not exactly sure the the details of exactly what happened either one its tail got caught or two it got really scared but regardless, 
it shed its tail. And I always knew that it was a thing that had happened, but like very briefly after I went back out to go check the mail or something and opened my garage door and two things happened. One, I noticed that there was a salamander in our garage hiding in the corner um, and he was very scared and I felt really bad. And so I left the garage door a little bit open after I closed it. But when I was walking out, I realized that he had shed his tail. And so one, like I said, I felt really bad because, like, poor guy, he's trying to do nothing and is really good about eating bugs and stuff. So, like, I want him to, you know, be able to go do his bug eating business and do his own thing. Um, but I also wanted to know, like, a little bit more about exactly how that happens. It's a very weird thing if you think yeah, about like it. Yeah, like, it's weird that you have the ability to, like, just – I don't have the ability to take freaking nails off my skin. You know what I mean? Like, I have to pick get <laughs> or, nails off. Or just, like, shed your arm. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. That's what I'm saying is, like, I can't even do it on a tiny scale, much less on – So yeah. that's what autonomy means, it, uh, or that's what that is, is the ability to self-amputate a limb, which – is is crazy like it's really really crazy if you think about it because it's a very counterintuitive thing to be a beneficial thing but you know if you're a salamander in this case living out in the wild and you you get caught by the tail the ability to just shed the tail is super beneficial Pretty important yeah, yeah. <clears throat> autonomy is defined as uh, being able to shed an appendage by uh doing so in self-defense and you're doing it on purpose like they have control of it and how it works is they have the ability to uh, if that is something that is connected by bone they have muscles available to snap that bone at that particular juncture and then tighten around it so that they can cut off the uh, skin and muscle so that's that's how that works which is pretty wild i'm like uncomfortable thinking about that sensation like the ability to do that to like tighten muscles around and like break a bone and ah, ah, ah. no it is it is so wild so um they by doing so obviously they increase the likelihood of escaping a predator um unlike the the possum who can play dead uh, my poor salamander friend uh he escaped my garage door, which I feel so bad because like certainly yeah. wasn't my attention. Poor salamander guy. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, no. And, and they have more than just one juncture where they can do that. So they have like probably, I think like usually I, I looked a, a lot of the things up on the salamander uh, because that was the thing that I saw. Uh, but they, a, a lot of them in the lizard family have like five or six different or, you know, four or five different areas where they can, uh, break off and if it does break off they can regrow it but if it once it regrows they can only break it off their tail further up down their their tail so like if they if it happens really high up they can maybe only break it off one or two more times or even no more okay. times so because it grows back as cartilage but interestingly enough for some of them, it grows back like stronger and like more able to be used as a weapon. And huh. so, like depending on the thing that is attacking them, they may be able to use that more aggressively than they would typically uh, when they have their little break off tails. So that's an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, so wait, so it, does, does it always grow back as cartilage, or is that only if it's uh, broken off at like too high of a point? It, so 
anything that grows back after they autonomize their tail or whatever the right verb is there, um, <clears throat> it will grow at least – I may be wrong, so maybe I'll get corrected. But I do believe everybody who does this, if they do grow it back, it does grow back as cartilage. So it is it is not something that like grows back the same way that it was before. Gotcha. But Too cool. Very uh, so like I've always known like lizards lizard type things did this like uh, that I feel like is fairly well known like they yeah. can shed their tails and grow it back. Um, that was always a thing that I kind of knew that happened, but it turns out it happens in a lot of things that you wouldn't think, uh, like the ability to just self amputate things. Uh, and so the, the, that this is this is why I needed to talk about it because it was so cool to like learn that this was. This is actually a self-defense mechanism that different species have like developed over the you know millennia. Yeah, and yeah. It's super interesting. <laughs> so um, one of the most common things that have learned to do it are slugs. They are very adept at just shedding their huh. tails if they're attacked. Which interesting. Which is interesting. Well, but like <laughs> what's kind of weird about it is you know, slugs aren't exactly the fastest uh, animals in the world. So you would think like, you know, if they could shed their tails, like, okay, well, whatever it was that was chasing them would then just, you know, eat the slug. Um, But no, apparently that's a pretty effective defense mechanism. And I will say, uh, I think I didn't mention before, the thing that was like caught me so off guard was these are such nervous system filled things like the tails that they shed and they're still filled with blood and all the things that make them be able to, you know, contract muscles and stuff and like their nervous system. Um, they're like the tail was going crazy when this happened. And so like, it's a very, like it's, it's a very interesting thing because, you know, if you had a predator attacking you and like the tail was still going crazy, it would still like, you know, feel like you were attacking yeah. whatever organism it was. Cause like that thing, like for probably it was like an hour. It was a very, very long time that the tail was still going That's crazy. crazy. And That's... what's what's even more interesting, like to regrow it takes obviously a lot of calories. And if the predator does not eat the tail, is oftentimes that the uh, you know lizard or we'll whatever else it. will eat it back to get oh the calories God. back so that they can regrow it more easily because it's a lot like it's a lot of a lot of calories they need to go find that's a lot of, it takes a lot of bugs to eat to <laughs> be able to regrow yeah tail, i mean i guess out. so like damn for sure i mean that's that one that's metal that's metal as hell um <laughs> <laughs> but no like that's crazy um so the 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 slug point i guess that makes sense because they don't have as much like bone and crap right like i don't actually know like do, do slugs have a skeleton at all or is slugs one of the animals without a skeleton I don't think so. I think they are like fancy worms. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not exactly a slug. <laughs> fancy worms. <laughs> but like, so there, you wouldn't think that they would have enough muscle to do to do it, man. I don't know. This is there's like a lot to go through my head here, and so oh my gosh. But like, an hour, an hour of activity without a brain attached is wild. It is that very, is- very weird. A little disconcerting for sure. And like, I didn't even know that before I started doing the research on it. And then I wanted to leave it there in case a uh, salamander guy wanted to go get his tail. He did, ultimately did not, but he, he did escape. He's out of our garage. I uh, made sure that he escaped happily. So he's Good. somewhere without a tail. I feel bad. I hope you find lots uh, of bugs hey, and whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, he, he may not be without a tail anymore. You don't know. You, he could have some yep. little tail. 
they they do take about uh, a few weeks or a month or so to regrow it. Uh, so he'll have some kind of tail, assuming he can find enough food to to feed that. Um, That's so crazy, dude. Other, other things that can autonomize their appendages. I, I'm using this as a verb, as if I know what that actually is. A I, thing I, that I, I can do. It. I instantly autonomize. Autonomize. Like, yeah, I, I was like, that was smooth, Jeff. The first time, especially, you were like, oh, oh, oh. yeah, yeah. Well, I know autonomize. what I'm talking about. This is this yeah. is the thing. I know what I'm doing. Like, I feel like you'd say that, and it would it would sound it sounds to be like a like you know when you listen to like a scientific expert expert talking about a topic that when they start to go into that level where it's like, okay, I'm no longer dumbing it down for the idiots at home. I'm talking to other experts out there because this question called me out or whatever and you're like oh this guy's way smarter than me that's how i felt when you said autonomize i was like oh i'm sorry i gotta pay attention <laughs> to class now <laughs> okay so speaking of people that are way smarter than us nick um yes. do you know who zay frank is uh no okay so uh nudibranchs are another animal that uh can autonomize assuming that's a word um and I'm going to circle around back to this one here in a second, but uh, nudibranchs are interesting. Uh, but like, like I said, we'll move on. Um, so crabs, interestingly enough, are able to shed their claw arms if they get caught, which isn't really great for the crabs because like that's a big defense mechanism for them, uh, their ability to yeah, gonna, you yeah. know, have claws. That, that Seems more critical than the tail. But it's better than dying, so... True, true. So they can do that. And then also, there's a number of spiders that can just shed legs if they get attacked by, like, a wasp or a bee or something like that. Uh, like, they can just shed their legs if they get attacked by something with venom that is poisonous to them. Uh, they just call that good, and they just <laughs> call that leg a loss and move on. Which, they have a lot of legs to spare, so it's all good. Dang. Um, Okay, so back to Zay Frank and Nudibranchs. Can we, can we okay, go back go one ahead. more time just to say that, that is also metal? Like crabs, like, uh, dude. Oh, dude, it is, it is pretty metal. Nature's wild. Sure. Nature's, nature's wild. I'm, I'm impressed by other animals. Why don't we have these kind of cool things? Why can't I just grow back an arm? Sucks, <laughs> right. anyways. Right, yeah, you know, you just get held in basketball or football or something, you shed your arm, and then three weeks <laughs> later, four weeks later, you just have a new arm. Look, I, it's only really a good call if it's like game seven of the finals and it's the last play. <laughs> exactly. Like you're, yeah. you're taking yourself out for a few weeks, but, I mean, it's worth it. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, Zay Frank, I, I, there is no better video on nudibranchs than Zay Frank's video on nudibranchs. And to explain even who he is, like, is going to take half a second. And I think it's worth it, though, because the video is so stinking good. But it's oh, even man. more it's even more good if you understand who he is. So Let me into your world. Okay, so Zay Frank was uh, one of the original video blogger people. And honestly, to say that he was one of the original, he was the original video blog people he was the first person to okay. to turn like before him like before you know back in the day the there was like blogging but he was the first person to do that on youtube and uh, which you'll you'll be able to know in 2006 so it doesn't get much earlier that in youtube days um yeah he, he created his channel zay frank one or whatever it was and so he had uh, a show called The Show with Zay Frank, and he gave, you know, just commentary on the things of the day or 
user contributed things or things that he found interesting. Real quick, I, I hate to interrupt when you're uh, when you're giving me a big explanation, but I gotta say it is like a power move to call your thing the show. Uh, the same thing with there's a band called the band, and they're a pretty good band. And I'm just like, you gotta like, dang, one, no one else thought of this before them, and two, like. I mean, I, I, that's just very iconic, right? Like, if your name is the band or the show, you, you got it. You got it on lock. It's like, he, you know the show? <laughs> I mean, you know he legitimately was the father of vlogging as right. a thing that existed. I, I, so, freaking... So, like, it's appropriate. Got, it's appropriate. Like, he deserved yeah. to call it that. Like, he, he... I mean, if there's anybody that can call their thing the show uh, with Zay Frank, like, that... He, he was the person that could do it. Anyways, so... He did his thing. It was a daily show. He did that for, I don't know, a handful of years. Uh, got really, really popular uh, back in the early days of YouTube and the internet. Uh, and like I said, like as a person that was like a father of the genre, obviously was really, really big during that time. And then decided that he no longer wanted to be a part of that. And so like kind of exited the internet scene for a very, very long time. Okay. Uh, which, you know, that that's... It's it's a weird, very complicated thing, and to be one of the most popular people back in the day, and to yeah. have that unexpectedly turn into a whole deal, and then an entire genre of profession generate from a thing that you started, like that would probably be very a challenging thing. But anyways, so he exited the scene for like it was like ten years, and just recently restarted uploading videos, and they huh. are. They are flipping phenomenal. Like, okay. Like amazing, amazing, amazing things. And one of them are uh, about the Nudibranch. And they're, but like, honestly, you, you look up Zay Frank on YouTube, anything that he's done recently, 10 out of 10 recommend, freaking the best. Like, is, it is no doubt why he was so successful early on. He's a pioneer in the genre. So go check it out. There, it's so weird because he has like a TED Talk stuff from like back 14 years ago, like back in That's, the days that like wasn't even a thing that people even knew was a right. Thing when that it was like, oh, this is like where people put those random, uh, you know, like sports compilation things. That web, that weird website with the sports compilation things. <laughs> 2007, like YouTube was nothing, right? It, it was, was nothing. barely anything. It was nothing. All right, Nick. Well, we should probably call it good here. Uh, we are actually off to go record our Patreon-only podcast uh, the year we started another podcast, which in all fairness is basically an NBA podcast at this point for the next couple couple few weeks, uh, Nick. Uh, we've got yep. to talk about some basketball to keep Nick happy. Um, but yeah, if you want to check that out, you can go to patreon.com forward slash time. You're the one who suggested it. Look, Gosh. you know, it's your fault for getting me interested <laughs> in it. It's like fun. Like, oh my it's gosh. very fun. It is very, very fun. fun. It, honestly, I've really, really enjoyed being able to have something to care about. It's a great time to care about the NBA. So it's, it it's is. fun. Um, anyways, you can also check us out, uh, at Tywasap on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube, uh, basically anything other than Snapchat. Uh, you can also check us out at tywasap.com to get links to all those things. Uh, anyways, Nick, thank you so much for potting with me. Yeah, thank, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you all for listening. This has been the year we started the podcast.